You're listening to the Second Breaks podcast, where we explore what it really takes to make a move in today's world, so you can do your own move and make the dent you want. My name is Lou Blazer, your host and a fellow Second Breaker, and this right here is episode number fifty-nine. Well, hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, August fourteenth, twenty eighteen, as I record this episode, and I have been so excited to record this particular episode because I don't know if you noticed, but we've got a new intro. You know, I loved the old intro with the guy with the Aussie accent. Remember him, and he—he's the one who introduces the show. I actually love that one. There was. Nothing wrong with that intro whatsoever. It's just that something happened after that month of sickness, aka July 2018. I just felt like I just needed to shake things up a bit, and I found myself when I was preparing for this episode, I found myself wanting to change the intro for some reason. So there you have it. We have a new intro. So let me know what you think. Actually, no. If you liked it, let's <laughs> say it that way. If you don't like it, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> But if you do like it, DM me on Instagram. I am at Lou Blazer on Instagram, or you can always send me an email, Lou at SecondBreaks dot com. Speaking of making changes, there are actually a number of things that I'm working on here at Second Breaks headquarters. And I don't know, maybe that month of July it was miserable during the month because I was sick. But I came out of that month really feeling more revived or revitalized or motivated, whatever the whatever it is. But I am all of a sudden brimming with.、Uh, Ideas that I'm working with. I'm not gonna tell you all about them today because most of them are still sort of marinating, and I kind of need to flesh them out a bit. So I'm gonna share them with you over the next coming weeks. But most importantly, today I want to talk to you about something else. So it's just gonna be me today. There aren't gonna be any guests because I want to talk to you about something important that I notice is happening out there. I see it in my clients. I see it with the people that I work with. I see it with the students from the workshops. And you know what? Even back when I was still with my、uh, corporate job, I saw it happen then too with my colleagues and. Truth be told, with some of my bosses too, and I'm not really immune to this thing. It happens to me too. So let's get real, and we need to talk about this. And I'm talking about this phenomenon, and I don't know why I'm calling it phenomenon, but we're gonna go with that. But it's this thing where we go into the trouble of fleshing out what we want. We say that. This is the thing that we want. This is the thing that we want to happen in our lives, in our careers, in our relationships, whatever it is. It's it's this future vision that we want. This thing that we say that we want to achieve, and we go to the trouble of articulating that, or fleshing that out, or painting a picture of that, and then. Nothing happens. For some reason, we don't take action, or we're just not able to. Or sometimes we take a few steps and then we stop. And then this beautiful, beautiful thing that we said we really, really want to happen just dies. Just dies a very sad death, and 
it gets filed back in the drawer together with other one day, someday things that we've come up once upon a time and it's there and filed away. And I just want to chat with you about this because it's happening. And if it's happening with you, then I have a couple of things that I wanted to tell you right off the bat. First off, the feel good, good news here is that if this is happening to you, you are not alone, right? This getting stalled thing happens to many, many people, regardless of where they are in life, however young or old they are, or however senior or junior they are in their careers. It happens, you know, so you're not alone. Secondly, I've seen a pattern in all my (laughs) travels with you know, working with people, my personal experience, as well as experience working with people and hearing about their stories. I notice four common, shall we say, traps that whenever I talk to someone who's not made progress with their plans, I see one or two of these usual suspects. And that's a good thing too, because after we talk about these four usual suspects today, you're going to be able to identify and pinpoint exactly what maybe you need to pay attention to so you can stop the madness and take action and get moving because I want you to achieve your goals. I want you to see your plans come to fruition, my friend. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. The four reasons we get stalled on our plans and what to do about them. Before we dive into today's show, I just wanted to remind you to subscribe to the Second Breaks podcast if you haven't yet. I release new episodes every Thursday to help you dream the career that you want, plan it, and most importantly, make it happen so you can make the dent that you want. So remember to subscribe through your favorite podcast player. Okie dokie, let's get on with the show. Let's first address the elephant in this virtual over the podcast waves room that we have here. So someone could probably summarize all of what I'm about to say and say that there's only one reason that anyone would ever get stuck and not be able to take action on their plans. And that one reason is fear, right? Somebody could say that. And while I agree that fear is usually the underlying factor for many stories of people not being able to take action, the thing is, we often need signs to help us see the fear because fear is a clever thing. He is a very clever dude. You know, he is very good at hiding himself behind something else. So if I told you that fear is the reason that you're stuck and that you're not able to move forward, you might say, but Lou, I'm not scared. It's this other thing, really, this other very rational thing that's happening that's getting me stuck. So what I am going to try to do here with you is to shine the light on four of these very real, very rational sounding situations that may not look like it's driven by fear at all, but result in you being stuck nonetheless. Okie dokie. And also one other thing to keep in mind as you listen to these four scenarios, they're not bad things, really. In and of themselves, they are actually good. The trouble is when we go overboard And that's what we need to watch out for. Okay? All right. 
Okay, so the first of our usual suspects is what I call the validation trap. And so this is based on a very good practice of sharing and talking about our goals with people, people who are important to us, people whose opinions matter to us, or, you know, sharing it with people who may be able to help us achieve our goals. And that's a very important habit. That's, you know, it's something that I actually recommend quite a bit. It's also something that I've had to work on for myself quite a bit because I tend to keep my goals to myself and not share them enough. So there are many benefits to sharing our goals with others. When we talk about our goals, when we talk about our plans, we're able to flesh them out quite a bit and fill in additional details, right? As we talk about them, we hear what we're saying or we respond to people's questions and we're able to fill in, flesh them out quite a bit and fill in the details. Also, by talking about our goals, we commit to our goals even more, right? Because we renew our intentions behind them. And so we end up committing to our goals even more. Uh, Another benefit of sharing our goals with others is that we may get valuable input from our friends or from people that we're sharing it with, or maybe even direct help to help us achieve whatever it is that we're trying to to accomplish. So for example, in episode 39, I interviewed Ainsley Tanner and she talked about how this was a very important component in her career transition. The the fact that she shared her goals with with others, with with uh, people in her circle was instrumental in her finding new career opportunities. I am going to put a link to that episode in the show notes so you could listen to to her talk about this because it was a very, very powerful uh, story about the importance of sharing our goals and sharing our plans with other people. So again, there's nothing wrong with this. The problem is, or what we want to watch out for is when we overdo the sharing and when we're not very clear about why we are doing it. So by that, I mean, you want to ask yourself, why are you sharing your goals and your plans? Deep inside, are you looking for feedback? Are you looking for input? Are you looking for validation or, oh my God, permission from others to pursue your goals? And if that is the thing that's going on, if, the, if you think that that's really the underlying reason for you sharing or talking about your plans with other people, then you want to ask yourself, why is this the case? Why are other people's or this particular person's permission important to you? And is it really important? Do you really need other people's permission? Because if you ask me, the only permission that you really need to pursue your goals is your own. Or are you sharing your goals with others because you're really asking for help, which is also a good thing. But what you want to do is make sure that you know what help you really want. And are you clearly stating that, right? Because so many times we sort of feel embarrassed or shy about asking for help. And so we kind of dilly-dally or be wishy-washy about it. And in the end, we don't serve ourselves by doing that. And the person that we're talking to may get confused or may not know exactly what it is that we want or may share some advice or something else that we're not, we don't really need from that person. And so both of us get frustrated in the end. Uh, And so what you want to do, if, if it's help that you need, and that's the reason why you're sharing your goals or you're sharing your, your objectives with other people, then be clear about what it is that you want, the kind of help that you want, and then share that as that of the person. 
And so if this is sounding familiar to you, then I would suggest that you have a, a good chat with yourself and really be honest about asking yourself what you're really looking for here, right? As you share your goals, as you talk with people about your plans, about the future for your career, for your life, ask yourself what you're really looking for. What's the purpose for doing that? And remember that the only person who can give you permission to go after your goals is yourself. So the second scenario that I notice happening is what I call flying by the seat of your pants. So again, this is rooted in something good, right? So you want to take action and uh, not be stuck in planning mode. So that's a good thing. And also you believe that you can figure things out along the way. You don't need to have every single T crossed and I dotted. And that's an excellent, excellent frame of mind. In fact, there's a very popular internet personality, I think maybe we can call her that, Marie Forleo. Uh, you maybe have heard of her and she always says, everything is figureoutable. And I totally agree with that. And I subscribe to that wholeheartedly. And so there's nothing wrong with jumping into action. The thing that we want to watch out for is when we jump into action and we don't take the time to come up with a strategy that supports that action or those actions, right? A strategy helps you make better choices, more informed decisions. It guides your actions. Without a solid strategy, you may be picking things up or picking your actions willy-nilly, right? And that could result in wasted time, wasted effort, and unrealistic expectations of the results that you may get from your actions. I want to share this story with you. I know someone who had this brilliant, brilliant idea for an online community that she wanted to create, and she was very eager to get it going. She was really passionate about it. So she immediately took action, right? And this is what she did though. She invested money for the website design. She bought the URL. She hired someone to, to do the logos for her. You know, she created mission statements and all that good stuff. The problem was that she didn't take the time to develop the underlying model and strategy behind the idea. So after the initial flurry of activities and expense, she was stuck. And uh, she no longer knew what to do to actually reach her goals. She was frustrated that all these initial flurry of actions didn't really result in any tangible results for her. And so she got frustrated and eventually the project died, which was a shame because it was really something that she was passionate about. If she had maybe taken the time to flesh out the idea some more and, and choose a strategy, she might have decided a different course of action. She might have decided that, you know, spending all this money on the website isn't the first most important thing that she needs to do and something else instead. Now, I know that people who tend to fly by the seat of their pants are usually those who hate planning. That's why they fly by the seat of their pants. <laughs> so for me to sit here and say, uh, you know, the, the, the fix for this is for you to spend some time planning is like advising someone who is afraid of heights to go and ride the roller coasters. So I'm not going to do that. What I would suggest is that if you actually detest planning, you hate it, you find it boring, or you're not very good, in, or you think you're not very good in details, 
what I would suggest is you try to make that exercise a little bit more enjoyable or a little bit more palatable, right? And I'm not saying here to spend enormous amount of time planning, which is something else that we need to talk about, which is coming up next, but at least to identify a strategy for your course of action. So what you want to do is find a way to make the exercise of planning or strategizing a little bit more palatable, if not outright enjoyable. So you could ask a friend, for example, for a planning coffee date. Uh, I did this actually for a friend of mine once. She describes herself as a big picture person and cannot deal with the nitty gritty of planning. So she asked me out on a brunch date because she knows that I'm pretty good with planning. We went out for brunch and during brunch, we talked about the quote unquote details of our plans. So I asked her questions. I prompted her for additional details for some of the things that she's talking about. I suggested a couple of different things. We wrote notes on napkins because, of course, she forgot her notebook. But by the end of the two hours that we were together, she had a first draft of her plans. And I didn't create the plans for her. She did. It's just I was just there chatting it up with her and asking questions and prompting her with, you know, for additional details here and there. And she was the one who actually created the plan. And she was the one who chose the path that she was going to take. So maybe do that, right? But the most important thing here is that I do acknowledge that you want to take action and bravo for that and yay. And I absolutely, I want you to take action. Just maybe support that desire to take action with a little bit of planning so that you can have a some kind of a strategy supporting your initial course of action. All right, so the third point is the complete reverse of the one that I talked about just now, which is death by planning. And so you probably could imagine what this is about. Again, this is based on something good. Planning is good. We talked about that in the last point. The problem is when we swing the pendulum to the other side too much and we end up delaying action and postponing action and instead, we over plan and we try to identify everything that could possibly happen. And we want to line up all the docs in a row before we do anything, right? Now, the thing here to remember is that no matter how good your plan is, no plan survives first contact with reality. Believe me, I have experienced this firsthand in fact, I wrote about it because in November of last year, I had surgery and I thought that I had planned for everything and that I was going to be all set. But of course, as soon as I got back from the hospital, within that first day, I realized my plan isn't going to work out for certain things. And there were just certain things that I couldn't have possibly thought about, couldn't possibly have anticipated because I had never had surgery before. Uh, I actually wrote about that, like I said, in a, in a blog post, and I'm going to put a link to that blog post in the show notes. It's called when plants meet reality. And so if this is you, my friend, if you feel like you are spending quite a bit of time planning, 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 and not feeling sure about yourself and not feeling confident enough to take action before you finish the planning, you know, you want to check out that blog post. And also treat this as your wake-up call. Pretend that I'm reaching over the podcast waves. 
and shaking you by the shoulder. Stop the madness. Stop the madness. Listen, feel secure about the fact that you've done quite a bit of planning already, that you've done quite a bit of thinking, quite a bit of strategizing around this idea that you have, uh, around this goal that you have. Feel confident that you are ahead of the game because a lot of people don't even spend that time. It's impossible to figure out everything anyway. And so run with what you have. Now is the time to take action. Now is the time to get some momentum going. If you're really feeling sort of unsure about your first steps, maybe this is a good time to have an accountability partner or maybe a buddy to help you with to just get some momentum going. You know, think about that ball rolling down the stairs and the moment it's going, it's going, right? And so that's all you need. It's You, you just need to kind of get out of the planning mode into action mode and you got this. You got this. Okay, we've covered three of the four common reasons why we fail to make progress on our plans. We talked about the validation trap, the flying by the seat of your pants, and then the complete opposite of that, death by planning. And so we are down to the last reason here, which is what I call parked in the comfort zone. And this is full disclosure where I found myself this year a little bit and I need to do something about it. So let's talk about this. What's the good thing here? In our comfort zone, things are comfortable. We know what we're supposed to do here in our comfort zone. We feel good about our ability to do things. We are staying within our expertise. We're using our natural talents. These are all good things, right? What we want to watch out for is when we are staying in the comfort zone at the expense of growing and improving and stretching ourselves and making leaps in our growth. And here's the thing. Often we already know in our gut what we need to do to get going with our plans, to move forward with with the thing that we say we want to do, but we are avoiding it because it makes us feel uncomfortable. There is a quote out there. I can't remember. Was it Stephen King? I don't think it was Stephen King. I think it was someone else. Anyway, there's a quote out there that says something along the lines of the thing that you are most afraid of doing is likely the thing that you must do right? And there's a reason for us being afraid of doing that thing because that thing requires us to get out of our comfort zone, do something that's so uncomfortable, it's so new, or it makes us feel awkward. We're not sure about ourselves. We're worried about how we're going to look, how we're going to sound, what other people are going to say. I know because all these things are the things that happen and that go on in my mind. And so what we do is that even though we know that this thing is important for us to take action on, this is the thing that's really going to move us forward. We don't do it. We don't do it. Instead, what we do is we try to compensate by doing other things. We get busy with peripheral action items that make us look like we're very busy when when actually we are not moving forward. So if you feel that this is kind of where you are right now, parked in your comfort zone, I would suggest a couple of things. First, identify that thing that you are procrastinating around or avoiding completely because more than likely that is the magic ticket that is the thing that you need to do 
to move you forward. So focus on that. And if that thing feels so big and so overwhelming, break it down into smaller steps, right? And so the important thing is you take small steps forward because those small steps will help you gain confidence and gain the courage to push through. This is also one area where having a buddy could help you stick to your guns and give you the encouragement that you need. But at the end of the day, really the only way that you can gain confidence to step out of your comfort zone is to start chipping away little by little on that ice block that is your goal, all right? And remember that I am with you, my friend, because I know how this feels. This is very personal to me, this last point. So I know how this feels. And so if this is you, you know, I am there with you. You can even email me and let me know, Lou at Second Breaks, or DM me on Instagram and tell me, Lou, I am parked on my comfort zone, right? And so we are going to get out of it together. Let's do a bit of a recap here. We talked about the four usual suspects, why people like us get stuck in our plans and fail to take action on our goals. Even if the goals mean a lot to us, and even when we say that we really, really want to achieve these things. Now, the situations that we talked about, they are not bad naturally or in and of themselves. They are actually good practices. The problem happens when we go overboard and the thing that's good becomes the thing that's bad or the thing that stops us from moving forward. And while fear may be the underlying factor, fear is pretty good at hiding itself. But now you know the four ways that it can manifest itself when it comes to going after your goal so you can recognize it. So use this moment to take an honest look at the way that you've been working on your plans, whether they be career related or personal related, and see if any of these four situations have been stopping you from progress. Then stop the madness and take the appropriate action to gain momentum. And you can imagine me cheering for you on the sidelines. All right, my friend, I hope you found this episode useful. You will find the show notes for this episode along with the relevant resource links at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 59. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would leave me a feedback on iTunes, give me a rating, give me a review. That would help me a ton. I would so appreciate it. And if you're not sure about how to do it, you can go to secondbreaks.com forward slash review and that will give you the step-by-step. Remember to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player so you never have to miss future episodes. That is a wrap on today's episode, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in. I cannot wait to chat with you again next week. In the meanwhile, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans.